At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. It's a Friday edition of Final Countdown here on VEASAN. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel back on the desk with me here today. And producer Steph, that I promise you is a person behind the glass. We are going to run through the entire NFL slate today. Some games I think we will have more information and more analysis on than others. But a lot of injury news coming out today. A lot of things that are happening that may or may not change the way that you view a game. How you handicap a game. Maybe you want to get on it. Maybe you want to get off it. However it might be. But John... All I can say is I'm very, very happy football is here. Uh, I'm disappointed. I did all of my Dallas Mavericks work today. I thought that's what we were doing. So I, I, I got everything for you if you really want that. But, no, I'm, I'm stoked. I am ready. Uh, football, of course. Like, college is the appetizer. Yes. But we get the main course, and it started last night with the Bills game, although it was kind of boring. So I'm with you. I'm ready. I'm ready to sit around and be a piece of garbage for 12 hours on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to Sundays become this thing where it's like, I don't, I don't even have to question what I'm going to do on Sunday now for the next five months. It's like, right. it's like one of those things where, I, oh, it's nice. Do I go this? Do I go hiking? Do I go to the lake? Do I whatever? No, I know exactly where I'm going to be for I'm going to be a slug every yep. single Sunday. Don't, and don't get me started. It's one of my favorite things. You go in the mornings, you get a nice cup, especially when it starts to get cold. <laughs> get a cup of black coffee and you sit in the sports book and watch people trickle in. Ah, oh, it's so great. It's a fantastic time. Although I have to work on Sunday, so it's early though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'll you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to enjoy at least the afternoon games and the evening games as a slug. And if I hold it together enough, you guys won't know that I've been drinking one there. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I'm just kidding, please, Bill. Yes, no, 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 no don't joke. fire, don't 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 fire. And we joke on this program as well, so we're going to do that. We do have one game that is starting like basically right now. If you want to get in on the Giants and Cubs, Carlos Rodon and Drew Smiley are uh, starting here at. 405 Eastern, minus 145 on Rodon and the Giants on the road as favorites. And if you want the Cubs and Smiley as underdogs at home, plus 125, eight is your total. Two teams that are not in the playoff hunt, two teams no one cares about. So I'm sure you have very deep analysis on this. Uh, well, actually, I care about the Giants. I need them to keep losing. I, <laughs> okay. need, I right. need five more losses. <laughs> So I can lock in this under 85 and a half. So this four-game losing streak that the Giants find themselves in, I would surely like this to extend to nine so I don't have to worry about much. Uh, but if my math is correct, they need to go 21-4 and four to burn me in the last 25 games on this win total. My math is terrible, so I might be wrong about that. But regardless, I need 77 losses. Just so lose the rest going. of the games. I'm fine with that. Like yeah. I don't like the Giants anyway. They can just lose every game I'm for the rest totally of the season. totally down with it, but you're right. I mean, who cares about these teams? <laughs> uh, I am surprised. Look, the Cubs are in no great shakes. Uh, mm. But I will say that a – and I understand the pitching matchup. $1.40 is – is somewhat rich for a Giants team that has struggled the way they have, specifically on offense. 
So we do have a college football game that you are involved in, Boise State and New Mexico. Boise State is about 17-point favorites, 44 is the total you are coming in, though, on the other side. Yeah, I took 17 with New Mexico, and I do know that there are some respected betters on Boise. But they, uh, when you say respected betters, and this is always the key, right? And as we enter football season, this is always something, and I know you know this, Matt, for mm-hmm. everybody out there, when you hear respected money is on one side, always realize that they're on it probably at a much different number that's currently yes. widely available. Yes. So when I say that respected money came in on uh, Boise State, uh, from what I understand, it was about 15, 14 and a half laying that as opposed to where it's at right now. So I'll take 17 with New Mexico. This is a New Mexico team that last week met some spots only was laying like, I think six points to Maine blew them out about 43 to nothing. It's a very underrated program that is on the right is in the, on the right track, mm. uh, really well coordinated defense, especially their linebacking core, very young, but it's also a play against Boise state, a team that I think I came into this year, just thinking that this is a team that is being priced more on reputation as opposed to anything else. If you look at the quarterback play it's shaky, we saw that last week in Corvallis stormy saw it up close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is just an overvalued program that's still getting priced a little wrong by the market, so give me New Mexico plus and, 17. And I think this is a good, you know, basically as if you're just now tuning in because, hey, I'm getting into football season, I want to start betting, I want to get better at this, I want to listen. Like I so said, you, you have a conviction on these two, on, on some teams, and early in the season, you're going to hold to that conviction until it comes to a point where you're either proven right or proven wrong, and then right. you'll adjust. Yeah, I mean, so I bet against Boise State in a couple mm. of ways. I didn't bet him in week one, but I did bet for Fresno State to win the mm. conference, right? So again, thinking that they have the wrong team, they, you know, the yes. odds makers, have the wrong team favored to win that conference. I have Fresno State at three to one to win the Mountain West. Here in this spot, taking 17 with New Mexico, right? I, I say that I use the phrase taking positions on teams, but it's the same thing. I feel a certain way about these teams. I will take my position until I'm proven right or proven wrong. And that's, I think, the way you should handle it when you come into a year. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things about doing the work in the preseason, which John did a ton of. He contributed to both of the guides that you can get over on vcin.com slash subscribe if you want to go ahead and do that. Uh, you can still, listen, there's still value in the college football guide. I mean, listen, we're only one weekend of the season, so down, download and read it. It know? gives you an idea of what yeah. the teams are, and then you move forward from there. Yeah, I, I would say absolutely. And don't forget. I'll do the plug again. NBA guides on the way. So there and college and college guide. If you sign up, you got it all the way through the Super Bowl. Well, guess what starts during Super Bowl season? The NHL season. There the NHL is. guides coming all up. The college guides. basketball. All of the guides, except for the guide for life. All the guides. Got to go to the secret for that. But all either the way. guides. You know how many? You know? Do you know how many times I've been asked to contribute to the guides? How many? Zero. Really? None. Are you a writer? None Maybe they opinion. don't view you as a writer. No one values my opinion on here. It's okay. It's okay. It's I will okay. say, I mean, I did technically write 25% of the teams in the NFL guide. I, I texted Ben Fox. I'm like, you don't have any other people with 10 fingers? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing around here? There's one more college game, Louisville and US, UCF tonight. The UCF is a six-point favorite, 61 yeah. and a half the total in this one. I know this isn't on an official card or anything like that. Any thoughts at all? I mean, so I know that it does seem that UCF is a popular selection, and Mm -hmm. uh, that would, I guess, kind of make sense after what we saw from Louisville last weekend getting blown out by Syracuse, a very, very poorly rated team, 31-7. to Louisville defensively, they came in, I thought this year, the the question with Louisville is going to be their defense. You expected their offense to be pretty good, but their defense is going to be somewhat questionable. The issue was their defense was just as bad as you expected, and their offense was nowhere to be found last week. And that's a little bit of a problem with the UCF squad that I think has got some pretty good talent. Mm-hmm. So if you're still under that key number of seven, I would look at UCF and no other side, but uh, it's not something that I played, as you mentioned. Right now on court, we are trying to find out who is going to be at least one of the men's finalists in the U.S. Open. We've got Karen Hatchinoff at plus 160, Casper Rude, minus 195. When this thing went off, right now they are in first set tiebreaker. So if you want to get involved there, this match pretty even right now, 6-6 in the first set with Rude up in the tiebreaker. A little bit later, we'll have Carlos Alcaraz from Francis Tiafo. Alcaraz going off is about a 2-1 to one favorite here. You can get plus 160-ish on Tiafo out there if you want to play this one again. That one a little bit later whenever this one concludes. Alcaraz involved in one of the most amazing tennis matches that no one watched because it happened in the middle of the night, but it was fantastic. Went five sets. <laughs> Everything you'd ever want in that match against Yannick Sinner, and then everyone's like, how are they doing this? How is this possible? They've played for five hours and 15 minutes, and John, I said, because they're 19 and 21 right, years old. Say, yeah. Your body can just do that, and it will not be able to do that a little bit later in life, but hey, they're 19 and 21. That's I, how they did it. I've actually been more surprised. This is on the East Coast, correct? 
Yeah. Right? It's in New York. I was, I've been surprised by how late these games oh, have been going. And that's how long they are. But, like, the start times have been very late. I've been surprised. But, I mean, I'm young at heart. I'm down to stay up late and watch some sporting events. And we do have the finalists over on the women's side. Iga Spiatek is a minus 180 favorite of our Anjou Boer, who is about yeah. plus 150-ish, something like that. Iga had to rally yesterday. She was down 4-2 in the third set, but then she rattles off four in a row to get that thing done 6-4 and, again, just continues on in her dominant, dominant, dominant season, Iga Going to win a whole bunch of tournaments so long as she doesn't get injured, that's for sure. I'll take your word on that one. <laughs> All right, guys, we uh, we got this far without getting into the big news of the day, which is, hey, look, um, 31 to 10 in two teams that were favored to be, you know, Super Bowl favorites. And, and, and listen, I don't think that you take this to – I don't think you take this too much to where, like, hey – the Bills are just that much better than the Rams, or the Rams are that much worse. I think what we saw last night play out, John, I'm curious as to your opinion on this, but I think we saw a Rams team that, listen, McVay doesn't play his guys in the preseason. They didn't really have Matthew Stafford at all during the preseason to throw to any of these guys and get any sort of chemistry with all of that. And I think that just showed even more than I thought it would. And you had one team that I think is probably going to take a few weeks to really hit its stride in the Rams and a team in the Bills that just came out and looked like world beaters. Yeah, I think that's really fair. I also think, too, like there are little things you can take from some of these early games and kind of spin them forward, right? For, so, mm-hmm. for example, uh, Andrew Whitworth retires in the offseason. So mm-hmm. what does this offensive look like for the Los Angeles fans, this offensive line? Um, and you look, and again, Von Miller is obviously one of the better edge rushers in the National Football League. But Andrew Noteboom, excuse me, um, Noteboom, Joe Noteboom, looked a little up against it mm-hmm. at times. Uh, the bull rush that he gave up the sack to, the offensive line as a whole, looked a little bit out of it. When you can do what the Bills did, which, if I remember correctly, they did not blitz one time yesterday mm-hmm. against Matthew Stafford, who carves up opponent blitzes, and you can still generate pressure, that's a problem. Yep. And so when you go forward now with the Rams, I think that's something you watch is if you're taking on teams who play similar styles defensively as Buffalo, who are fine with dropping everybody back and just sending four or three, and they can still generate pressure, that's going to be a little bit of a problem for Los Angeles as you move forward in the year. I'm looking here also a couple of reads that I had yesterday that were just completely wrong, uh, one of which being that I thought Allen Robinson was going to be a massive part of this offense. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a dude to really look at. I had over 60 and a half receiving yards. He only gets two targets in the game. And I think this was very telling of Stafford as well, not having any time in the preseason because all he did was drop back and just look, where's Cooper Cup on the field? And that's all he did. Like he dropped drop back, where's Cooper Cup? Threw it to Cooper Cup 15 times in the game. And when he wasn't throwing to Cup, he's throwing to Higby, who was there last year as well. Do I think that he and Allen Robinson at some point will get some sort of rapport and get something going? Yes, but I think it was very obvious in game one that that didn't happen. Very poor read by me. I should have thought that that could have been the case with them not getting any time together in the preseason. But, man, that two targets for him, I mean, it was that was just really, really abnormal. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And it, it speaks to your original point, right, mm-hmm. which is we get the news yesterday, Stafford underwent an elbow procedure in the offseason, mm-hmm. hadn't really been around the team, all of those things put together – you're going to rely on what you know, which is the two guys that were there private yeah. previously, and then that's about it. So I would say, yeah, like maybe it's not necessarily a wrong read. Maybe it's just going to take more time for that thing to develop as you move forward. And then uh, didn't get home on the catches for Gabriel Davis. I took the yep. alt over on four and a half. You could have gotten three and a half, and that one got home. It was just juiced heavily. So I took the alt on the four and a half that was plus money. He didn't get there, but there is at least something there with Gabe Davis. I mean, he played 100% of Josh Allen's dropbacks in the game last night, so it's one of those deals where he's going to get his share. He's going to get his targets, but they dropped back. They gave him the underneath stuff, and with that, you know, Josh Allen just took it, and I think that's the way, way to go about it. We're going to take some look at uh, we're going to take a look at some of the big injury news here and see if that affects what you think about these games here in Week One. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and better to know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber to get our comprehensive college and pro betting. Guides, only VEASAN subscribers get the tools to prep for college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early. You get a discounted $175. You get both guides, and you get all VEASAN all-access all the way through the Super Bowl. $40 a month if you want to do that. Don't do that. Just pay the $175. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. As always, drink responsibly. So we are looking here, John, some big news coming out today that we know Lamar Jackson had given a deadline for contract negotiations, for contract talks. Yep. They did not get an extension done. He's going to make about $23 million this year, and they could, in theory, franchise tag him next year, but he would probably not like that, that all yeah, that right. much. He'd probably not like that all that much. And so he's going to go into the season – without a long-term deal. And and listen, I don't think this changes your handicap, obviously, for the game this week. What? I think he's super motivated now and <laughs> wants to win more. So. But I do I do want to to bring up something that I think is at least worth discussing, and, and you could say, no, I think that's complete garbage. But if you're playing without a long-term deal and you play the style of football that Lamar plays, do you at all maybe not tuck and run quite as much? Do you at all maybe not go for that extra couple of yards and dip out of bounds or something like that. Because again, you're trying to get, you're trying to get the bag. Like, I'm just wondering if in the back of his mind, if there is a couple of times where he's like, you know what? I'll just take the sack here. Human nature would say yes. Right. Like if you're thinking about your future and what it possibly could be, especially for a guy whose athleticism is like a paramount to what he does very well. I would say that, he, I would think that he goes in with the mindset of that's not going to happen, but in a split second where you have all of this kind of weighing on you, maybe there is a play here or there in which you kind of pull up a little bit, or like you said, take a sack, or instead of extending out, you kind of just scamper out of bounds. Like little things like that you would assume is the case. But I'd also say this, Lamar Jackson, for a guy who is as athletic as he is mm-hmm. and whose running game is as big a part of his overall game as it is, he is really good at avoiding contact for the mm-hmm. most part. We did see last year that he took a little bit more than usual. Some of that was because of an offensive line that was not very healthy and not very good. Um, so I think that's a really big part of his game, but I think it's a good overall point, which is you do wonder if those little things start to show up. And I will say this, if one obvious situation happens, you know that's going to be part of the grand conversation around it. The only reason I wonder is because there are 900 and a half rushing yard, rushing yard yeah. props that are posted out there right now still. 
900 and a half. You're asking a quarterback to get to 901 yards, and that is basically one that's very, very tough to do as it is anyway, but Lamar Jackson with the way that he plays certainly is that. But I do wonder if even if there's just three fewer rushing attempts here right. and there every game, you know, a couple of fewer rushing attempts every game, it's going to be tough to get to that you, 900 number. How about you want to add to that? Play call comes in. Nah, yeah. check out of it. Yep. Passing, you know, I'm gonna pay, mm-hmm. we're gonna go with a passing play here, something like that. You do wonder if that's part of the uh, part of the thought process as well when you're talking about this grand, like the whole thing with him. I, it is interesting. I don't I don't know how much it would actually affect a you know overall output for him, uh, but I would say that it is definitely part of the equation as you enter a year with a guy like that. So as we sit right now, this is a good segue into this game. The Ravens are six and a half point favorites. On the road against the Jets, 44 to 45, 44 and a half is your total. This thing has come off the seven completely here. You said there are a couple of little injury concerns coming out of the Ravens camp. That being said, also on the Jets side of things, of course, the Mekhi Becton news we already knew about on that offensive line. Hmm. Now, Dwayne Brown not going to be out there for the Jets as well. So two starters not going to be in the lineup for the Jets. And we know it's going to be Joe Flacco as the starter here. I mean, look, this is a super popular teaser leg. I have it in a few different teasers when it was at seven. It came and brought it down to one. Now that you're seeing it at six and a half right here, kind of moving against this Raven squad, is there anything that leads you to believe? And, and we talked a little, this is a loaded question, guys, because we talked a little bit about this outside yeah. before we came in. I was like, is there anything that leads you to believe that maybe the Ravens could lose this game? Yeah, I think so. Like I, mm. when you look at Baltimore overall, first off, the offensive line, Ronnie Stanley is not going to play. We know that already. Mm. He returned to practice this week, but he's not ready, so he's not going to be out there. Uh, this is a wide receiver core that, as we know, uh, looks somewhat poor on paper and is largely untested when it comes to pairing up with Lamar Jackson. And I think one of the things that I kind of count on the Jets for this year is the improvement in their secondary. You do like, when you look around, the better depth that they have instead of starting fifth and sixth round guys like they were uh, routinely last year. It gets a little bit better on the back end. There are some good personnel up front, especially when you're talking about a full touchdown, right? That's the difference. If we're talking about a full seven, to me, it would I'm, I'm very much intrigued by the Jets. Like, I think they're, gonna, they're on the right. short list of me for a contest play, absolutely. And when we get to game day, I would be curious to see where it gets to. And the market moving gives you some indication of what betters are thinking. And I would agree with that assessment that I'm looking at New York with a full touchdown and thinking they're a little bit more live than the market's giving them credit for. We, uh, good. I'm glad you brought that up. A little bit later in the show, of course, we'll go over any, any contest lines that are out there, any contest picks we might be going or leaning towards as we head into week one here, talk about some survivor stuff. As well, maybe give you some idea of where you might want to go with your survivor picks as well. I have my I, I have my eye on a couple already that I know for sure. So we'll take a look at those as well. I mean, I look at this I look at this Jets team, and the only thing that really the the only thing that kind of holds me up when I'm like ah, I really think that maybe there's a chance that, that they could yeah. get something done here is look the Ravens secondary for the first time in a long time is finally fully healthy it is certainly a top five secondary if not a top three secondary in all the NFL and I do wonder with the Jets I mean yeah they might be able to run the ball a little bit with Michael Carter and whatever but I I do wonder if they when it comes down to it are they gonna be able to move the ball really through the air much at all because you do look with the having two backup offensive linemen having to go in this game you have to think Flacco is going to be at least a little bit under duress as we get going into this game and with that secondary as good as they are I wonder if there's just a a handful of turnovers to be had in this one and I wonder if there's just a bunch of sacks to be had which just is my little bit of pause here I guess on the Jets side no I would understand that I do I am curious like if you look at it uh, from one standpoint, because you mentioned the the backfield, and that's the curious thing for the Jets is when you, you add in Brees Hall, mm-hmm. who at, some, at one point I think was offense rookie of the year favorite. I don't know if he is anymore. I haven't checked for like a week or so. Um, but overall, when you look at the skill position, specifically that running back room, it is, I think, really loaded for New York. And maybe you don't have to test the secondary yeah. as much. Maybe you can go to linebacking crew, which, by the way, if you look at their, at least their inside linebackers, who are going to take up a lot of those uh, possessions in terms of covering those guys out of the backfield relatively average to below average in terms of coverage grade from pro football focus from a season ago. So maybe that's something you can exploit if you're the New York jets. For me, it's just when you, when you talk about like teams and like taking positions, what you expect of them, I can't, I kind of came into this year thinking that the jets might be one of those teams that might be a little undervalued. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's a massive difference between Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Cause remember this opened up about right. four and a half. And because Zach Wilson went down, we're at that full seven. And that's where I kind of find my support for New York is I don't think there's a three, three and a half point difference between those two. I, I do actually agree with you that I think that the 
the gap between Flacco and, and present day Wilson. You're, we we know right. there's at least upside, you know, yes. down possibly for Wilson. We know that the upside is is non-existent for Flacco, but at least you have a baseline for him. There's a decent floor for a guy that has as much experience as he does. So I agree. I don't think that there's as big a difference between the two as maybe the market has suggested yep. here. And, and that's kind of where I base everything out on here. Like the Jets were already a team I kind of had circled to potentially look at going into the year. Then you get this line move, which we tend to forget about too, by the way, right? Because it happened so long ago. And you think that you know, a lot of people just dive into the football season now and they just think, oh, Ravens have been a touchdown favorite. No, it wasn't the case. This right. opened up back in May at Ravens minus four and a half. And we got to this point. And I, you always have to consider that, especially with these week one lines. Do you buy into this Ravens squad? I mean, they're kind of a trendy to come out of the AFC pick. I've seen several different people with yep. the Ravens to not only win the not only win the division, which I don't even have them winning the division. I have Cincinnati win the division, but they having them winning the division, but winning the winning the AFC. And I even seen I've seen a few people pick them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I've, I'm not so much big picture like Super Bowl AFC. Yeah. I, when I've been asked who do you think wins the AFC North, I have said Baltimore because I do think the injury luck is going to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think the offensive line getting healthier as the season goes along is going to be a very big strength, and I still think Lamar Jackson has you know fringe MVP type talent that he's going to be able to play extremely well. Although we talked about it. He's He's probably going to quit at some point. Um, <laughs> but like in all seriousness, like I've kind of thought that this yeah. is a team that is going to be pretty good, but nowhere to the point where I'm looking at the market and thinking that there's a bet to be made on Baltimore to win a division or anything like that. So uh, let's talk about a game that really doesn't have a ton of injury news, and this line hasn't moved at all, so we can easily get through this thing in a, in a minute, and that's the Steelers and the Bengals. This thing was six and a half and just been sitting six and a half yep. forever. Nobody's touched this thing. It hasn't gotten to the, the support to get it to the full touchdown, but not enough to get it down, not enough to get it below this either. I think everything's appropriate here. I, you know, I think Cincinnati at home with the improvements they made on the offensive line is probably about a touchdown better than the Steelers. I think this is one of those games where I just have absolutely no interest in betting whatsoever. I don't want to get involved at this number. And, you know, look, if somebody wanted to play it, you know, again, we'll talk Survivor a little bit later. Hey, you want to play Cincinnati and Survivor? I guess I'd be fine with that, but that's about all I can say with this For one. For me, so it's like a fringe, like, short list to potential play in a contest. Yeah. I'll say this. This was a, a horrendous Steelers front seven against the run last year, mm-hmm. and they didn't really add much in way of getting better uh, aside from changing their defensive staff. And this running, this offensive line, they're a lot better in terms of pass blocking. They're a lot better in terms of run blocking, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if Cincinnati's going to be able to exploit that a little bit. So I'm with you. Nothing really strong. The fact that it's just sat at six and a half kind of tells you a little bit. But uh, it's, for me, I might use the Bengals in a contest. We're going to talk to Mike Pritchard here on the other side, see what he has in his account as we head into week one of the NFL. And, of course, stick around as we go through every single one of the big injury news and notes and see how that affects the line moving forward. It is Final Countdown. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. The latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. As always, drink responsibly. Joining us here, we have. The living legend himself, and I'm calling you a living legend, Mike Pritchard, because okay. you are a you are a legend here so in the he Beeson Studios. Too, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, we are looking here in Week One, and you have a game that we actually just talked about. So I'm very, very interested in your take here on this Ravens Jets game mm. because we were kind of talking about, hey, look, Jets a little bit of offensive line woes here with a couple of the guys going down, but then you look on the Ravens side of things, maybe they've got a couple injury things that they're dealing with. Who might? Be, who's going to be their number one receiver, all these different things. I think this is a fairly interesting game that is still sitting, you know, as a as about a touchdown, a little bit under a touchdown as far as the spread goes. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, great to be with you guys, by the way. Uh, great to be back here in studio at South Point. But uh, I think there's a lot of unknowns in this matchup, too. I mean, Flacco going up against his old team, what kind of emotions is, is it going to be for him? Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't have a resolution to the contract situation. I think that was going to bother him anyway. He's guaranteed $23 million this right. year, right? And right. I'm sure he took out an insurance policy uh, and upwards of $100 million. You have to do something like that, especially if you don't get a contract done. So uh, I, I think he'll be okay. The only questions I have going into the game is, is he going to evolve his game? Because if he stays the same, it's pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Like, he threw for 2,800 yards last year, guys. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are going to talk about the injuries, but um, – 
that was the bulk of the season. That's the bulk of the games that he was out there. 2,800 yards, and uh, that's not going to cut it. He's going to have to evolve his game, and uh, certainly I think the league has caught up to him. Now, he, he rushed for 767 yards, which that's why he's so dynamic. Uh, but he also got hurt, and I think we're looking at Russell, excuse me, uh, Lamar Jackson in a, in a different way because he has to become a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews catching for 1,300 yards at a tight end position. That's a mismatch out there, too. But on the other side, I think the Jets, Robert Sala has not created that winning culture. He's still playing games with the Zach Wilson thing and certainly what he did with Flacco. So uh, I, I, I'm not too optimistic about the Jets. I tease down the Ravens, though, because of just so many unknowns in this matchup. So what about the uh, – when? It, for me, what I am improved or I'm impressed by what the Jets is, on paper, mm-hmm. I like the upgrade of the secondary. Right. You go from last year starting fifth and sixth round rookies to DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner at the top of your depth chart – I feel like that's going to be a pretty big improvement, especially when you're talking about needing Lamar Jackson to evolve with this cast of wide receivers we don't really know much about. Right. I I mean, you would think that would be the case, right, with defensive guys and and corner guys. But we just saw Jalen Ramsey uh, last night get ran by. I mean, I've been saying this on the network for months now. I don't think there's a a lockdown or shutdown corner anymore because there's too much speed on the Mm -hmm. field at all three positions, all four positions, if you think about uh, from an eligible standpoint. So – I get it. It's an upgrade, uh, you know, it, from a talent standpoint, but they still got to uh, pressure the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I wonder about the Ravens' offensive line a little bit too, uh, in terms of injured players and, and guys coming back into the lineup. But uh, no, they, the Jets—they always upgrade though, each and every year, because they're in the top five, top yeah. ten yeah. drafting. Yeah. So they always upgrade. It's just can it come together? Can Robert Sala create the winning culture that's necessary for these players now? So the next game here that is is pretty interesting is this 49ers-Bears game. Again, another game sitting about a touchdown. You know, depending on where you look, you could see some. there's a couple six-and-a-halves available out there. We get the news that it looks like George Kittle's probably not going to go for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. We get – I'm treating Trey Lance as a rookie. I understand he's not a rookie, but, you know, very limited experience. I'm kind of like saying like, hey, I'm looking at this as like, okay, they handed him the keys. Now he's coming in and – and and he's the the guy here. So you'd like to have a guy like Kittle, I would think for sure, out there. You know, in the first start for for the season for your for your young quarterback on the road. But that being said, this Bears team is just so bad, <laughs> like talent wise, right. right? I mean, just it's got to be one of the three worst teams, at least on paper, as we head into the season from a talent perspective. So I don't really know if it's going to matter all that much. Right. I mean, by design too, Matt. I mean, yeah. uh, I think Uberflus and and certainly uh, Poles they want to strip it down and build it back up. Uh, this was a combination made years ago. They had the same agent, talking about uh, front office personnel guy, executive GM, uh, and head coach, too. So they've been working uh, on talking on, in terms of wanting to work together. Now they're there. They know what to do. They know what they want to do. They want to strip it down and build it back up. They have a quarterback on uh, Justin Fields they're okay with. But you're right about defensively. They, they just don't have – outside of Quinn and Wilquan Smith, they, that's all they got, really, in terms of playmakers. But, I, you know, they have guys that can make a name for themselves on that side of the ball – uh, Iberflus wants to attack the ball, too. Uh, so Trey Lance and company, they're going to have to do a great job of protecting it. We saw that last night play out with turnovers. We also saw fatigue play out last night, which I think is a big factor. I don't know if a lot of people are talking about that. Uh, the Rams just looked like they were out of shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder about the conditioning level of both these teams. That's another reason why I tease it down. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Lance, he's not going to be as prolific as we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, he's going to be more of that sixth eligible where they run the ball with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the dynamic nature of a quarterback running the football, and, and can that break down the defense? I think it will. It has also a help uh, the 49ers gain advantages number-wise on offense, too, and I, I think that will settle him down. So as long as the 49ers don't turn it over, I think their defense is so stout. Uh, it's going to be a touch, uh, tough matchup for Chicago offensively and defensively. defensively. But, but, but <laughs> I still tease it down, though, because yeah. of the great unknown. What do you make? So it's quarterback revenge week. The other mm-hmm. matchup that we get, Baker Mayfield's going to take on his old team, the Carolina, with the Carolina Panthers. And uh, it is pretty intriguing matchup. And when you look at overall what the Browns are going to have to deal with here, it, I think that the Panthers are sneaky underrated, not okay. in this spot, uh, because the market of things got a little ahead of itself. But there's a lot of good pieces for Baker Mayfield and this Carolina Panthers. Yeah, you know, JBT, that line moved, though, right? It's down yeah. to one, one and a half. Uh, I mean, it moved okay. a little bit there. So, I, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the line movement. Right, but a pick across the board. It's right a pick now. now. How about that? So, you know, this is what I heard about Stefanski. Uh, and I I got time to work the phones now, fellas. So, mm. um he is a rigid coach. He is a my way or the highway type of guy. Uh, and can Brissett 
understand that and be a robot, which I think he can. He's a backup mm-hmm. quarterback, and I think Stefanski probably feels confident that Brissett can be a robot and, and can execute. But I, th- I still think they have offensive line issues uh, at the key position of center. Uh, a couple of their other offensive linemen are banged up too going into this game. They're questionable, but they're going to play. And then on the other side, you got Baker, who was named a starting quarterback immediately. Uh, so I think the Panthers recognize that was an upgrade with Baker Mayfield, and then they surround him with all these dynamic weapons. The Visca Chenault uh, is a sneaky uh, uh, pickup there, I think, for the Panthers. I'm surprised his move to a pickup. The total is at 42. Uh, the Panthers and Matt Rule, with everything riding on this season at home, really they're going to lose this game. So uh, I, I just I don't know why it's a pickup. Maybe some people have some other information, but – uh, in terms of what I know about Stefanski, he has a robot at quarterback, but yet the offensive line has issues, though. Do you look at what, – what's your kind of long-term season overview of this Browns team with having to go with Brissette, as we know, for the first 11 right. games? It seems as if they're probably going to be super run-heavy. You know, I mean, you got a really good running back tandem. And I, I feel like there's at least enough there where they can win some games, but is it going to be enough where the, we're actually, once Deshaun Watson comes back, that we might actually be talking about this team? Could they make the playoffs or something? Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know. I mean, Joe Woods, as a defense coordinator, I know he's saddled with a lot of talent. It's no different than Raheem Morris right now with, with the Rams, right? But Joe, Joe Woods, just in Denver, when he was in Denver, I was out there covering the Broncos, he just wasn't that great of a play caller as a defense coordinator. Now, again, he's got a ton of talent. But this defense also yielded over 30 touchdown passes last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they're that good, how do you do that? And, and conversely, you look at Buffalo last night. They only gave up 12 touchdown passes last year in the entire season. Take that defense and look at Cleveland and see if that's the same type of, uh, of defense. I don't think so. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a long road for Cleveland. It's going to be a bumpy long road for Cleveland, uh, even when Deshaun gets back. I, I just can't have faith in this organization right now betting them. All right, let's go to Saturday real quick, college football. A mm-hmm. couple of good matchups. Tennessee Pitt got to as high as seven. It's made its way back down to six or six and a half out there. Uh, what do you make the Panthers in, in a spot at Heinz Field? Wow, I love season. this game. I, I do. I love Tennessee, uh, to be honest with you. I, I'm, yeah. I got them teased down. I'm looking at, well, thinking about it. This is my consideration. Maybe you guys can help me. Uh, I'm going to tease them down, even though they're on the road. Uh, I love uh, Hendon Hooker. Uh, he's a great quarterback, I think, for this, uh, for this school. Uh, and then the atmosphere is going to be different than it was for college game day last week with the backyard brawl, too, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if they're going to have 70,000 people there. But I like Tennessee, the moxie of them, uh, and the veteran leadership they have uh, uh, with that school. I didn't have a strong opinion. Uh, I will say that I was surprised by Pitt's uh, – the pension for giving up big plays defensively. Mm-hmm. Like right. That's supposed to be the strength of this team. Last week, they gave up a lot of big plays. And frankly, they should have lost the game. Right? They, they should have. Wide open guy down the sideline that bounces out of his hands and it's intercepted. <laughs> right. You probably should have lost the game. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And then they have some injuries too, some key yep. injuries. And then, uh, and then you know, my, the teaser partner I was looking for is going to ask you about is Bama and Texas. I played in Texas, in Austin. It was Earl Campbell Day. Uh, and it's a tough place to win. We, we pulled out the victory. But Alabama, that's, that's a big point spread right there. What do you guys think? I mean, I think twenty at twenty points, you're not really getting much in terms of teasing down mm-hmm. Alabama. I would probably look for something different. But Tease uh, up Texas. Uh, I I think Texas. There's a really good shot. Texas gets smoked here. Okay. I, I hate them defensively. Okay. Uh, I, Matt, you could probably speak to it a little yeah. bit better than I yeah, can. Yeah. I, I I think this one could get. I think this one could get nasty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, okay. That's the information I need right there. <laughs> there it is. Appreciate you. There it is. He is Mike Pritchard again, the living legend here. At VSIN. We're going to come back. We're going to continue, continue running through these NFL games. Some more injury news starting to hit the wire here. Some more guys that are going to be either out or doubtful as we head into NFL week one. It is our number. Oh, no, it's not our number two coming back. Final segment of our number one coming back. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown is presented by Zen Nicotine Patches. Zen Nicotine Patches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that help millions of people achieve. Lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfactions. And understands there's only never really a right time to make a change, but everyone's timeline's a little bit different, so everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready, take that first step towards change. Zen is there for you. Zen nicotine pouches at zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So one of the games that we did touch on with Pritch that I want to circle back to here is that 49ers and Bears game. It is yep. a game that is super incredibly popular in the teaser circle. Hey, look, part of mine as well this week. I think that the Bears, in my opinion, will end this season as one of the three worst teams in the NFL. If Agreed. that's the case, and if I can get the 49ers down to a point, which I did, even though there are six and a halves <laughs> now out the, uh, available out there, so you could get it down to basically a pick them. I was going to do that. I do wonder, though, I, your, your opinion here, this total for 2022 is almost ridiculously historically low at a 40 and a half where there's no weather concerns and no anything like that. It's just because there's a bad team and, and, a, and you know, again, a quarterback, I know that's not a rookie, but a quarterback taking over the reins there for the 49ers and whatnot. I mean, I, I do think that that total is at least relatively interesting because you are, we're talking about, John, you got to have a a game that doesn't go 21-20. Like right. you, you, you got to have like a 2017 game right. here to not hit this total. 1980s yeah. high-scoring shootout, right? Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think, so for me, when you look at this, there's a couple of things that it ties into the total. I think if you're looking at the 49ers to have success in this game, and granted, they're a seven-point favorite, mm. so they're probably going to, but I think you're relying on this defense and this front seven really agitating a weakness of the Chicago Bears, which is that offensive line. Uh-huh. We saw it perform relatively poorly in the preseason, kind of the same issues that we've seen uh, last year are still there. Justin Fields is a kid who's going to be really under duress. And the 49ers front seven is unique, I think, in the fact that not only do they have really good pass rushers, Matt, but they have athletic pass rushers yeah. that if he is going to escape and get out of the backfield, you still have guys who can corral him, hound him down, things of that nature. And I think this is just a really poor matchup for Chicago. We already know that games at Chicago are very well low scoring because of that Bears defense. No, because the field is absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got news in the offseason that their kicker actually goes out to public parks in Florida to practice <laughs> because of the field conditions out there in Chicago. So I think all of those things put together is why you have this so low. And then to your point, which is Kyle Shanahan is a genius per se, right? Mm-hmm. Ten cup in it with the offense. But at the same time, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. And you saw a wide spectrum of play from Trey Lance in the preseason and from reports as well. So I think you put this all together. You, I see the path where you get to 40 and a half. But just the way in today's NFL, the way the games are played, the way they're called from an officiating standpoint, and in non-inclement weather, 
it is very hard for me to swallow this and look at under 40 and a half and realistically be like, all right, let's sweat this bad boy out. It like, really <laughs> is the same with me. It's like you know? I don't expect – like I certainly don't expect an explosive offense from the Bears by any stretch of the imagination. But am I, am I really thinking they're going to get basically completely shut down here? I mean, I guess right. that is in the range of possibilities. But I don't – I mean, why are, why are we not even talking about the fact that maybe the 49ers put – 31 on the board, right? And then, like, you don't really need anything from the Bears. And, and here's the other part about this, too, is in this, we saw this actually play out last Monday or on Monday with Clemson and Georgia mm-hmm. Tech, and it won't be to this degree, but a dominant front seven can cause havoc. Mm-hmm. It can cause turnovers in the backfield. It can cause tackles for losses, which end up with great field position for your offense to then do something with and score points. Uh, you can, of course, have success on special teams if you have enough depth up there when you're talking about getting after guys. So like, those are the kind of things that also set up like a really good defense can set up high scoring games because they just put their offense in position multiple times and in different ways. So kind of looking again to the point where this just seems like a wildly low total at 40 and a half. I know. I know. I, I, I have not pulled the trigger yet. I almost did this morning and I'm like, Am I, is there something I'm missing here? I was like, let me get to the studio. Let's talk this through. But yeah. it just, it, to me, it, 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 you know, game one of the year, like you mentioned, I mean, like there could be pick sixes. There could be weird. We saw special team stuff happen all over the place. I mean, I just feel like there could be I mean, some points scored. It, it, to, to be in, this is, this mm. is somewhat dated data, so I don't have the last two yeah. years here. Uh, and the NFL has changed in the last few years. From 2015 to 2019, uh, the second most frequent total, of point, total amount of points was 40. So we know we're yeah. sitting on that number. But like in today's NFL, I just – a, a quick pass interference and something like that, and all of a sudden a game if we're sitting at like 37 points or something, however mm-hmm. the scoring is divvied up, it puts you in position to potentially score. I just, I can't, in I good know. faith, I can't do it. I know, I know, I'm there with you. So New Orleans Saints on the road at the Atlanta Falcons, and all indications are here, this by the way, sitting five and a half, pretty much across the board. There's one five out there at points bet if you're rest of country, 43 is your total. We're getting at least the healthiest version of the Saints and the non-suspended version of the Saints that we're going to get. We know Alvin Kamara is going to be out there, at least for the time being. It looks like he's going to play all season. Who knows? Whose name escapes me, get in trouble. They're starting safety. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Yeah, the NFL can change the rules on a dime. They they make their own rules. But it looks like at least we know Alvin Kamara is going to be out there. Michael Thomas has practiced all week. It seems as if he's going to be a go for the team as yep. well. We know Olave. We know they signed Jarvis Landry. We know that Jameis Winston is at least healthy for game one as we go into this. On the Falcon side of things, they make the change. Marcus Mariota is going to be your quarterback for how long? Don't really know. They will at some point go to Desmond Ritter. But um, Saints are on the road. If you believe this whole, I'm sure you've heard the stuff of week one divisional home underdogs have covered X percent of the time and things like that. I mean, these are two completely different teams, though. This is like basically no familiarity. I I think there's a familiarity factor that goes into all that. But, I mean, this is a different Falcons team, a different Saints team. There's not really anything to be familiar with. Right. Uh, and, and and can I be honest? So I like the Saints team a lot, yeah. and I, I have a ticket on them to win the NFC North or excuse me, NFC South. Mm. They'd be crazy if they won the NFC yeah. North. Um, I, I like this team as a whole, and there's a lot of there's a lot more continuity here on this roster mm-hmm. than you would expect, and on the staff. Having said that, I feel almost wrong in saying this. I am very intrigued by what the Falcons offer on offense. They do have some really big bodies in their receiving core, mm-hmm. namely Kyle Pitts is arguably one of the best athletes in the National Football League. And Marcus Mariota playing on Arthur Smith, there is a familiarity there, right? He was there when he was at Tennessee. They know each other. There is a familiarity with being able to run this offense. I don't think there's really going to be a big disconnect. And there is the added bonus of Mariota's athleticism, the wrinkles that could be added to this Falcons offense, which we haven't seen because they have had, you know, stick mm-hmm. in the mud Matt Ryan, who's not the greatest athlete in the world. I, I, I find myself being somewhat attracted to the Falcons here in this spot as opposed to wanting to lay it with the New Orleans Saints. But the, the flip side of that, though, is I have no idea what I'm getting from this Falcons defense. And that's the thing that could kind of burn you there with how much skill is for, there for the New Orleans Saints. But if anything, I know the total is down to 43. I, I think this might be a higher scoring game than the market is assuming at this point because I think we might get a little bit more out of this Falcons offense than we expect. Yeah, I'm. the totals has me fairly intrigued as well. The only thing is, is th- this is it's kind of tough at this point now that they've gotten Ty- Tyron Matthew and what like, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough to point at any sort of weakness on the Saints defense. I mean, like the defensive line is going to be one of the top yep. five 
defensive lines there is. If you have a healthy Lattimore and you add Tyron Matthew, like the secondary should be pretty good as well. It's it's kind of hard to point to any sort of real deficiency. So that's the only thing in the back of my mind. I'm like, what if Marcus Mariota isn't any good anymore? You know, like, what if yeah. he is just bad? Like, you know, he did lose his starting gig and, and all that's at least in the back of my mind. We'll talk about Survivor a little bit later. This I'm going to be rolling with the Saints this week um, with, I, with all this. Can yeah. I throw an argument really quickly? Mm-hmm. I would say that Marcus Mariota, if you go back and look at his numbers, I don't think he lost the job because he was terrible. He lost it because he was mundane, right? Mm-hmm. Like Because he was so much – like you, I think you get a baseline of play from Marcus Mariota that is not going to make him a franchise quarterback by any stretch, and he's not going to make your, athlete, your offense dynamic, but you're going to get something out of him, I think, at mm-hmm. least from what we've seen from him. The uh, – we're going to be monitoring Drake London's situation. Apparently yep. tomorrow is going to be when they're going to make the decision whether he's going to play or not. That obviously is fairly big because if it's only Pitts out there, then that is going to be that's, really yeah, that's yeah, going to alter a lot of what going I'm to be really here. tough on him with all this. That offensive line projects to be one of the five worst in the NFL as well. So they're going to need some of these guys to really step up and play above expectation in order for them to do anything. And then the other deal where People are going to look at Jameis Winston and say, like, well, what if we get bad Jameis? And I think that there is, you know, at least it's not out of the range of outcomes for us to get bad Jameis, not 30 pick Jameis because he'll just get benched. I mean, bad that. Jameis threw 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns yeah. that year. It's yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty good. And and so, but that being said, like, you look at this defensive line from the Falcons side of things, it's coming in the season, pro football focus has them ranked dead last. Yep. Pro football outsiders had them ranked dead last as well. And so... I don't even know if Jameis Winston really is going to have to win this game with his arm so much as just turn around, hand it to Kamara over and over and over and over again. So that's my only thing about this where I'm like, you know what? Even if the Saints aren't necessarily sharp right off the bat, even if there is a little bit of Jameis getting a feeling out period with Jarvis Landry, with Olave, of course, he hadn't really he hadn't played with Michael Thomas. Michael yep. Thomas wasn't out there last year. So there's still all that that comes into this. But you do have that factor to where I wonder if you can just basically ride this back, ride these two backs that they've got and just kind of like get it done that way. It might be an ugly, maybe even an ugly win in some way, shape, or form. Get a Jameis Winston five touchdown under 200 yard performance against Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, that's what we, I mean, listen, look, there, there's, this week one is going to be so, so cool. I can't wait till we're in here for next week and we're going to go, wow, everything we thought was incredibly wrong. Everything was was terrible. We'll get to our pro tip at the top of the next hour here. We are going to continue on with our pro preview of NFL Week 1. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 